Hi, welcome to the Urban Lifestyle Report, and I'm your host, Carolyn Morris Walker. Welcome to this episode of my Legacy Project Urban Lifestyle Report podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Morris-Walker, and today I'm so pleased to have with me Lisa and Leslie Jones, who are twins, the co-owners and principal designers of X-Height Media, as my guest on this platform that exemplifies Blacknificence and Black excellence. Urban Lifestyle Report is a place and space to showcase the many talents of Black and African people who are often invisible, not acknowledged, not celebrated in popular media for their talents, achievements, and accomplishments that contributes positively to the community and to the world at large. So I'm delighted when I meet people in my community who are doing amazing and outstanding work in a plethora of areas as educators, creatives, influencers, game changers, entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, founders, investors, change makers, who are igniting, building, and transforming our community in a variety of ways and in so many areas. They are engaging in these activities full-time, part-time, as a side hustle, and making their passion and visions come to life. I believe the community needs to hear about you. So I'm delighted when I have guests like Lisa and Leslie Jones, and um, they are graphic designers. They own their own company. I'm so thrilled they're twins, and can I tell you, this is just <laughs> this is this is just awesomeness right here. I have two for the price of one, and um, I was going through their bio, and one of the things that struck me was this statement that they say they don't see color, they see flavor. Their instincts to see things differently remains at the root of their personal and professional identities complementing a lifelong fervor, fervor, fervor yes. to be original. Lisa and Leslie, give us some background about yourselves and who's going to start. And if you would just um, identify yourselves as you're speaking, that would be great. Okay, well, well I'll start. Uh, this is Lisa speaking. Well, uh, we have been um, doing graphic design professionally since 2006. Uh, when that was, that's when we had formed X-Hype Media. And since then, we have always made a, made a point to work with, um, to keep our diverse, um, to keep our clients and our projects as diverse as possible. So we've worked on anything from corporate projects to uh, creative projects, um, to uh, projects that are centered to a male audience, 
on cultural events, uh, events and entertainment. So that's just, that's just a, um, a, a kind of an, an example of, the, of, of kind of the clients that we've worked with. Um, in terms of projects specifically, we've worked on magazines, uh, catalogs, uh, posters, billboards, uh, flyers, uh, corporate identity, like logos, stationery. So holy patterns holy saying it yeah yeah and we intentionally we, we do like to keep things um diverse as I said before because it it, it allows us to really stretch our, our skill set amongst different areas of graphic design and just if I can um, jump in I think uh, one, of the, one of the and this is Leslie speaking now thank you so one of the things that I actually really liked about uh, your introduction of just your whole podcast and and of course, we are really happy to be here and and, uh, and so excited that you asked us to be here. Is, is you know you you said that this is your, it, it's important that you recognize members of the community that you know don't necessarily get the opportunity for recognition. And I think it's great that you know in the in the realm of of, of arts, I think um, as a community we've we've come to recognize black people that have contributed to literature and have contributed as artists, but I think in terms of thinking of uh, black people that are, are black members and members of our community that take up the space of, of design, that's that's kind of um, newer. So it's great that we can be part of your podcast to, to help people recognize that there are black designers out there and black people that are taking up the space of in, in, in design industries. Yeah, because one of the things that I'm often taken aback about I always say this is going to be like my catch line and I, there's no endorsement of this right. as I'm saying this. I'm like city TV. I'm everywhere. And mm -hmm. I'm taken aback by the amount of black and African people that I'm meeting and they're doing so many great mm -hmm. things and I'm shocked that we are not hearing more about them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm really um, driven to do is to ensure that there is a platform that is owned by our own narrative. Mm -hmm. It's for us. It's by us. And to counteract some of that um, negative media attention that we always seem to be capturing, that's what you see about right, us, right. but we don't hear about all of this excellence. So how long have you been in business now for? Oh, almost, well, for, for 14 years. If you well, well, I would say professionally, when we took it full time, it was 2008. So I would say for 12 years now. 12, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 12 yeah, years. Yeah. And what was the genesis that made you go into this business? I'm, I'm very curious as well that you're both graphic designers. Yeah, yeah. And I know twins have this deep connection with each other that, you know, often spoken about right, right. so how did you both become graphic designers how did that happen well well i think that that um the, the connection that twins share is something that people are used to um knowing about but i i find that as adults twins are are more than likely to, to veer off into their own separate worlds with still still being connected so i think that lisa and i are still somewhat unique in that we we work together um, we've kind of been in the same space pretty much since since birth. Um, we both found the vocation of graphic design really thanks to our mother. Um, she's kind of the one that pointed us into the direction, saying it's our graduation and from high school. You know, she recognized that uh, you you like computers. There's a vocation out there that requires you to work on the computers, but to be creative. And and my parents had always recognized that we were creative as 
you. So she's kind of the one that identified design for us, graphic design for us before I even knew what that career was. Um, but in terms of, of, of knowing that it was our business, I think Lisa and I had always known that we were going to be business owners. And even before graduating from Ontario College of Art and Design University, we knew that we were going to have a graphic design business. It was just a matter of, of when. So when you were children, you were creative. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, so what was that about? Well, tell us more about that. Um, well, 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 the thing about this is, um, and, I, and I do want to make it very clear that going to graphic design, this was not a case of one of us saying, oh, well, she's doing it, so I'm going to do it too. This was literally uh, um, an interest that was inherent from the time we were kids. Like, for example, um, we used to we used to do things where we would, uh, when we, we were being creative, we would play around with, with, with designing letters. And I remember as far, as, as, as far back as at the age of 10, uh, we, there, there, was some, there was a creative um, letter design called Bubble Letters. I don't know if anyone will remember that, but you, you, would, you would kind of make the, make the design of the letters. They were very chubby, they were very, they were very round, but we loved doing that. And every time we would maybe design our name or maybe, or, or maybe a student in our class would say, hey, hey, Lisa, Leslie, can you do that for us too? And we would do that too. And, 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 and we would love doing that kind of play with being creative with words. And then when we got to high school now, we our, our 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 skills kind of improved to to maybe kind of doodling in our agendas and creatively designing words and drawing in our agendas and and and, and again high school students would say they they would come and say oh, oh listen ladies that 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 looks kind of cool okay can you do that for us too and 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 we would and we would we would kind of play around with those designs too and then just as Le how Leslie was saying uh, uh, the the further we got in our high school uh, in our high school career we noticed okay there is definitely something that is that we should be doing more with our creative skill set but we just didn't know what it was we we like magazines we like billboards even as kids we would go to to different fairs and we would collect i remember collecting brochures and flyers and, and, and business cards for and i just liked the look of it and i didn't know why and it was much later until high school much later into high school and then when after our mom had pointed us in the direction of what we wanted to do uh we figured okay computers is this is something that we should be pursuing and when, once we found out that the name was graphic design, that is what um, led us to, to pursue graphic design in Okan. So there, there's always been something there. Right. And, yeah. and your mom, she yeah. sounds like awesome. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Well, both, both my mom and uh, our mother and our father, you know, they, they've always been um, instrumental in, in not just identifying what our strengths have been, but, not, but um, making sure that they instilled uh, just discipline and work ethic. And also, uh, you know, a lot of parents panic when their kids choose creative professions. I can understand why, um, but, but we're very lucky that, yeah. you know, our, our parents were never in the mindset that, you know, it, it's, it's great that you guys are creative and great that you guys are artists, but maybe you should pursue the uh, traditional, that, that, yes. that's more yes. traditional or more likely to um, maybe get, um, have, have more of a, of a financial a gain for you in the future, but but they've never tried to steer us in anything that was a direction that they knew that was right for us. So, you know, I I, I always have to thank our parents for that. You know, that they've always been our biggest fans, and they they yeah. still are as I still are. So you know, so we we definitely have to to, to acknowledge yeah. that about our parents. Well, I love that. I've spoken to some other people who are creatives, and 
all of them speak about having the blessings mm. and the support of whether it was a mother father yeah. or a grandparent and so because you know west indian people sometimes we we have this especially um right, right. The, the older generation had a very clear picture about yeah. where you're going to be successful in your career path and that was very much traditional roles lawyer doctor yes. those kinds of thing getting a good job make sure mm -hmm. you get a good job yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, right yeah. and so I, i'm always um well i am noticing that, that there is this common thread that the parents are often very supportive and mm -hmm. saying please yeah. go and and follow your passion and make your dreams come true so big up to your parents yeah. i love yeah. that <laughs> What's it like working together as sisters <laughs> and being uh, partners and also entrepreneurs? Like that's a, right. that's a unique in yes, a way, yes. right? Sorry, this is awesome. I love it. This happens all the time. <laughs> just, just um, Lisa and I always um wanting to talk at the same time because we have um, similar thoughts, but our our thought patterns are obviously. very similar but sometimes uh we have distinct ideas that if it's not something that one of us would have thought of it's it, it's it would have eventually have been what the other would have thought of so we're always if we're not thinking of the same thing simultaneously it it's something that we either would have arrived at at some point so we can kind of trust that we both have the same kind of ideas to help either move a project on or move our move a project along or um steer our, our business in a new direction working together uh, obviously like any any sibling well the first thing comes to mind is is, is arguing and and how do you uh, get along with each other we do argue a lot um, i love it yeah, no, that we, that's we, what we, it's we about argue, siblings they, they, yes they, they don't last long. arguments don't last long though uh we're, we're very passionate about our ideas and 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 communicating like what are our what we think should be the next direction. So it's really it really takes boils down to both of us deciding which one has the most logical idea to 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 proceed with. But for for the most part uh it's it's you know we we've been so used to doing this that it's it's kind of just a routine. You know, we 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 come together, we work together, we share ideas. Sometimes we work separately, sometimes we work um sometimes we work independently, sometimes we collaborate. So it's It's more of just a routine that we're we're just really used to. Tell us about some of the projects that you've worked on. That would be great. Share who have been yeah. some of your clients if you're cool with uh, that, good with yeah, that. Yeah. Sure, no. Um the, uh, well, well this is this is always something that stops me because it it always takes uh, just a minute to 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 um to to, to think of, of who exactly that we work with um Well, so the Black Diamond Bold yeah, was yeah, just yeah, recently, yeah, and I read in your bios yeah. that you did some work for yes, them yes. In, in the past. Current in in the past. Yeah, yeah. The that the Black Diamond Bold that that's a, a client of um our client is Art Experiential. They're the ones who put on Black Diamond Bold. So yeah, you're right. That is a recent client of ours. Um, they're as you know that that's one of the most anticipated events in the Black History calendar. So uh, this is our second year working on material for that event. So we've handled. Signage. So, so signage such as 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 post as maybe posters sorry not not posters um sponsor signage um digital signage um promotional. promotional material that you would see on on, on social media um so, some other cultural events that we've also um, been privileged to work on are uh, royal sorry the real world film festival yes. actually they're they're they're, ju they're actually celebrating their 20th anniversary 
um, this year. And we were working with them, I think, for well, well, years. well over ten years. Right, that's the Tanya Williams. Yeah, have a back in the day story. Yeah, 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 connected, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm imagine. not going to share that. <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah, all yeah. good. Yeah, actually, so Tanya's been great to, to work with. Um, just seeing how she runs the festival, and, and she's very hands-on with the festival, and it's really been a great experience working with her. Just and and just her festival, just as a, as their creative service providers and and how she, the the voice behind the vision of the festival and, mm -hmm. and how she challenges us to create the promotion material for for the festival each year. It's it, you know th those are the kind of projects that we've always liked is is <coughs> when we can be creative and abstract. Yeah. So so I I didn't want to cut off because um, I think Lelisa had some more clients that yeah. had to add. Yeah, I, I was actually just gonna jump in to say. Uh, what what exactly what our, our our role was for our real world film festival it has been de developing the artwork um uh, such as the posters uh, we've been working on the program design as well sometimes sometimes classes as well so so that those those are some of the examples of, of the different materials that we'd work on um some of the projects some other clients we've worked with um rvc uh we, we completed material for the black history month oh, um, cool. essay competition um that that's a national competition held for students to submit essays um, about black, important um, black fist, black, black Canadian figures in history. Um, there's the um, Ann Arbor Blues Festival that we completed last last year. This is a blues festival out in Michigan. Um, that was the first time handling that that project. Well, there, 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 there's so many that it's... No, I read it, something about yeah. Miami. Did you... Have you done... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you did some work for some yeah, festival. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, um, like we, 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 we do... I mean, as you can tell, we, we as much as diverse as our portfolio is, we've, we've done a lot of design work within the realm of events. So in terms of festivals that we, we've completed design work for, one of them was the Miami... Sorry, was a Miami-based Women's International Film Festival... One thing that we loved about them was before that there became a whole discussion about recognizing women in the industry. They, these are the kind of festivals that were there from the beginning that had the um, had that had the vision that you know women behind the um, cameras, behind within the film industry, their lack of representation was that noticeable for for this festival at that time that that they they need they saw the need for the creation of that kind of festival so when we came on board with them in 2013 that was an interesting experience um just i think we we were we were on board with them for about two years so that that was great um unfortunately we never got to travel to miami to actually attend the festival but you did the work. Yeah, for real, and yeah. and you know that that's really, see, and, and that speaks to um, also that having the ability not only to work within a Canadian market, mm -hmm. but yeah. also to expand mm -hmm. outside of that. And I think that's really important too, because again, the more clients you have, the more your presence is felt mm -hmm. in different yeah. areas, and and I'm sure. People might say, oh, we saw this great poster at the Miami Women's Festival. Who did that? Right? right. And in terms of word right, of mouth right. and reference and, 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 and future business, I, th I think that's awesome. What have been some of your challenges in this industry? Well, I, I think challenges in the industry. Well, well I think that the first, some of the first challenges that come to mind are, I think, any, this, I think anybody who is self-employed within the arts 
industry can can relate to it 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 will never be an easy road well um i well i think um one of the things with with entrepreneurship and i and i think i don't think that this is a challenge that is only limited to us i think it's the it's the challenge of not having a consistent salary right i think that when you work a nine to five or when you have a regular job with a company that's something you can rely on that you can expect a paycheck every two months whereas when you work for yourself that is something that that you have to get used to sometimes you're you're going to go through a slow period sometimes you'll you'll and you'll be in a period where you'll have steady work and then and and the income will not be a problem but that that is definitely a challenge that we've had to overcome over the years not again not not something that's centered to our industry but i think most entrepreneurs that's something that you would deal with it's a kind of a universal well. experience as a as an oh. entrepreneur and i i think with creative professions i think this is something that that is very irritating to a lot of creative professions is that for some reason we are thought of people who can work for free right i've, I've, yeah. I've heard i've heard several times and we have been or we've uh, encountered this situation uh, multiple times. Yeah, you you can do the work for us, um, but we, we can't pay you now. But I think it'll be great exposure. Some something along the lines of, of, of that kind of of, of, right? of that kind of excuse, and and it's almost as if that we're expected to barter our services for exposure and networking, and 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 that's something that I don't think other um, industries uh, that they they may not encounter. But I think that's something that creative professions that, that, that we have to face a lot of the times. That, that is a challenge. And I think another element to that that I've, I've heard from just entrepreneurs in general mm-hmm. is asking for what you're worth and oh, the yeah. value yeah. of your work. Yes, yeah. Because sometimes uh, the sense of I'm getting this opportunity, yeah. uh, maybe I won't ask as, as much as what the um, industry standards would yeah. be, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to set the framework for the value of your work mm-hmm. and yeah. the value of the work and the value of your expertise uh, in that area. And that yeah. means asking for what industry standard is. And sometimes it might be walking away from the opportunity yeah. because. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some might say, well, something's better than nothing, yeah. but at what cost? Because yeah. it's not always about the dollars, per se, that's yeah. going to be uh, impacting. Yeah, you I mean, I mean, we, we definitely had our, our share of experiences with, with those, you know, just kind of weeding out which opportunities make the, make the most sense for not just your business where it is now, but also the, the future growth of your business. If, if I can jump in to, to add to some of the challenges that Lisa had mentioned, I would have to say that uh, we are not the poster people for how to start a business because a lot of challenges that we had kind of um, just a result of things that we didn't know in the beginning and we like what not started like what well, share well, that with well, us we, we had we had a business plan okay we had a vision we had uh, support what we didn't have when we started this business was we didn't have a lot of money and we didn't have a lot of experience so a lot of work experience within our industry so the snowball effect of things that that of experiences that came from just those two not having those two components in place they made for a lot of obstacles and challenges for, for us to have to overcome so there's a lot of things that were that we learned along the way probably in the hard way 
Um, but but you know, it's always good to experience things um, for yourself and to work through the, through them because then you you the lessons are easily more easily ingrained in you when right you lessons them. learned. Yeah, right? yeah. So so there there's a lot of I guess just to wrap just to wrap up what I'm saying we we we've, we've learned a lot along the way and we've corrected ourselves along um along the way so and we've refined our vision and now we've kind of focused on now what what is what we 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 eventually came to a point where we we could focus on what we can do away with in terms of bad habits and and what we what we've learned and what we can do to move forward so we're we're, we're pretty good at the place that we've are as a business now and and where we're headed well 12 years yeah. that speaks yeah. for itself yeah. right yeah. that's impressive you know 12 years thank entrepreneurship you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. that's yeah. very impressive yeah. well tell us about some of your victories uh, uh victories okay well uh lisa and i started xi media with a vision to go beyond in our industry um that was never just something that sounded attractive that's always been part of who we are so I think two or two of our passion projects are literally who we are as not just pro- professionals, but um, personally, um, DNA, which an acronym for design and art is our celebration of the power of the, of the written word, you know, as kids and as teenagers, as young adults and either as, as adults as we are now, fa- literature has always been, has factored very um, significantly in our lives. Like we love writing, love reading. So we ha- obviously we had to find a way to integrate that into a, a product. Um, we love topography, design, or experimental topography, as it's called. And what for is lay- topography? Yeah, for, yes, yes. For the layman, that that's just when yes. you see, when you can make a, a a really crazy artistic design with words and letters. Okay. Um, so that's what we do, and and you know we combine that practice with um insightful messages and and we print these messages on glass uh, our viewers are obviously can't see but if you just look to our right we have an example of a, of a dna right here it's beautiful by thank the you, way and i'll take a picture try and try and post it up when i post <laughs> yeah. up the uh episode on uh instagram yeah so so, so so that that's a dna which is uh their glass pieces that feature experimental topography printed on their surfaces and there we do glass panels and, and floor panels at various sizes. And uh, another example of a passion project that was also years in the making is our recently launched greeting card line called Vibe of the Kings. And what makes this a little bit more unique is that our target audience is, are not living. They're, they're non-living. So these cards are meant to be buried with or left on the gravesite or memorial site of a oh, loved one. Wow. Yeah. So so it's kinda like if you if you have last words or if you just have a message that you want to that you want to put in the card, um you're you're free to do that. The cards do come with their own message, but it's kind of um in lieu of maybe leaving a flower on a coffin. It's a, something a little bit different, something a little bit more personal. So that was launched um just recently by back in two thousand seventeen. Uh we're we're excited at the response that we've received so far. We've seen that some people who really, most people like it, they really, really like it. Uh, we've gotten comments that um, um, from the range of, it's not for me, it, it freaks me out, it's scary. So it's not for everyone, but, no. but I think, but yeah, most people, we've yeah. gotten very, very good feedback from the, uh, from our audience that, from our, from our clients that do uh, like the card and, and, and buy the card. So and it's like unique. It. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's very unique and it's different. And I think sometimes, um, you know, I like the idea 
of writing these words in memo memorial or memori memorial to somebody and and leaving it there yeah. you know it, it it could be that private yeah, exactly you know thing that you didn't get to say yeah. while the person mm. was here yeah and that's a lovely way to do that yeah. i i like it, it it's yeah. different it's good yeah yeah so it's just about um getting the public to now understand that the idea of you know just writing to a person that's not here is at that has now been transferred into a card line. So that that is Valley of the Kings. And I think it could be therapeutic. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we get that. Yeah, we, yeah, we get, those yeah, comments we get a that a lot. Well. It helps also the grieving grieving process. And and, and, and just just to jump in, um two other victories I that I, I, I definitely would like to to put out there. Last year uh, we were we had the honor of being selected to be part of OCAD OCAD University's student recruitment campaign. And what was involved in that is that we had to have a photo shoot taken so that we could be, actually, actually, I'll, ex I'll first explain that seven alumni from different creative disciplines were selected. So we represented graphic design, had a photo shoot taken, and we, as and the result was a billboard that you would have seen on in the in the middle of Dundas Square, Toronto. I was very very happy, very proud about that. Awesome. And in, um, it was also seen in, in in many of the Toronto subway cars, and um, so that that happened last year. And and and, um, and actually, in a in a few weeks, uh, Lisa and I are, are so pleased that we'll be honored by the OCAD Alumni of Influence Awards. As, oh as wow! A trail, as a trailblazer award. Yes. Hello. That kind. That kind of fits. On a big boat, yeah. <laughs> How you mean? How you mean? That's good. I love it. I, I love I, it. I think Lisa and I have always said that we don't we don't want to be famous, but we, within our industry, we don't want to be famous, but we want to be recognized. Meaning, um, you know, it's it's never been a it's it's not about what fame is but it's more just being recognized within your industry for you may making some kind of a of, of a difference or, or or being recognized for 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 a certain level of creativity or or what you contributed to the industry so so we're you know we we always use these as stepping stones to to what our next um achievement is that we'll work for you know we certainly hope that this won't be our first uh trailblazer award of any kind but we're certainly yeah. happy that that our first is being presented to us by our alma mater yeah. which is interesting because one of my episodes is with uh dean dory oh yeah oh, yeah yeah and who she, is just awesome she's amazing and 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 she she she's brilliant just for what she's trying to um initiate within the not just our community within the, but within the design community, community and the, and the exactly. messages that she's trying to get out about designers within our community and she's she's one of those leaders who she she's a leader in the community because she 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 walks the walk and she 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 talks she talks the talk and she, she walks, walks the, the walk, walk you know? for real and she's so humble right and I, I've met I met her and was just blown away when I found out who she was mm -hmm. And when I started this legacy project, I reached out to her and she said, yes, yeah, yeah. no isms, yeah. no schisms. She's, she's real. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's very real. She, she's here. What is it? The, the decolonization oh, yeah. Yeah. of the design world right. and the change maker in that space. And yes. Yeah. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're actually part of that initiative thanks to uh, Dean. Just the, I, I, we keep calling her Dean Dory because she is the Dean of Design at Ontario College of Art and Design. But, but Dory is, she, she brought us onto that initiative and we're so thankful to her for that because that's, that's kept in mind with, that, that is kept in line with our um, belief in weaving creativity with community outreach reach and it's just up our alley because what she's doing with that program is 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 brown it's groundbreaking absolutely you know um introducing kids to or kids in our community to disciplines in design and meshing that with um fighting anti-black racism and the process of decolonization so it's it like it's a brilliant platform and why is this important well, I think well, it's important because in schools we learn everything from a white Western perspective. So it's 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 even hard to distinguish from what's actual history versus what really happened. Right. So and so when you look at teaching people from this perspective, teaching kids from this perspective, they understand why it is that we've been brought up to see things a certain way. Right. It's it's, it's happened. It's we've kind of grown up in in this education system and it's to the point where we don't even realize that there's a different way of seeing things and this is a way of just bringing to light that there is differences in how we should be seeing things because black people have had a different experience and it 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 kind of it kind of shapes the way that we I, I, I can't explain yeah. it but it's but it, no it just, you're yeah, doing great yeah. because I think the other piece of it I, I, I will add to that is that the when we don't see people that look like right. us then we become invisible and for outreach programs into the community i'm still sh i shouldn't say this but i am i'm still shocked in 2020 mm -hmm. we are still out there saying um we are everywhere in all industries right. successful mm -hmm. in yeah. all of these areas yeah and just recently reading about Peel Region School Board and the fiasco that's going on up there for black students and uh, students of color in 2020 for all of this inclusion and diversity and all of this language and yet the re the real experience is that uh, we're still in, in corporations, in organizations, in education. Uh, Anti-black racism is a very real right. experience mm -hmm. yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. And, and yes. it's these programs, are like the, it forces you to challenge yourself, challenge you to think, why is it that we have seen things this way up until this point? And why are we not, why we never looked at things from, from our perspective? perspective. And it, it forces you to, to look at things that way. Yeah, because there's yeah. also, you know, uh, that the narrative that uh, the history of black people starts from slavery, that in, a, in and of mm. itself is problematic. Right. Yeah. Right. And we also need to let our children and that younger generation and the future generation know about all of the excellent and great and groundbreaking achievements black people have mm -hmm. contributed to the world at large in a real way. I I'm still blown away um, by hidden figures. 
the, oh, no, yeah, the, right? Yeah, Remember? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, because yeah. as I mean, I would say that Kathleen as, Johnson, she just yeah, passed yeah, away. She, she, she right. just passed. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. as as Black Canadians, um, first of all, we don't have the experience of knowing of our history the way that our neighbors to the south do. So, so we have to really thank the Black Americans for having forced their country to recognize what their contributors have been. So, I've kind of always. We, 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 Lisa and I had, had familiarized ourselves with black history, black American history from the time we were young. So, so when to, to hear hidden figures and to not have heard that story yet, that was in, in itself a shock to ourselves and just something to, to, to add to our archive of black American history. Now, back to, to that topic and, and how you talk about how it's important that we know who our contributors are of our history. Black Canadians are, I mean, the, the history, the, the black history within our country, the, it's, it's just really sad how it's been just thrown under the rug and there's just a lot of figures and, and facts that we should know up until this point, but that we don't. And that the only um, historical triumphs that black Canadians have really identified with maybe up until this point are all Americans. So right. it's good that now we're getting to the point where, you know, we're starting to recognize what our own black Canadians have, have contributed to, to, to our own um, community and our own country. Well, I'm going to do a plug here for a yeah. woman by the name of Kathy Grant. Right, yes. Y- yes, yes, yes. Right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and her, she's and going through all of this Canadian mm-hmm. um, archiving, all right, of this right. black Canadian historical information. It's groundbreaking. Yes. Shout out to Kathy Grant. Oh, yes, no, no. When, when, when I first heard her project, I, I was very excited because ju- just like how Leslie was saying, and it's funny how you mentioned the, the movie Hidden Figures. That's exactly, that is exactly what I would term the figures in Black Indian history. They're hidden figures, and, and they're now coming to the forefront. And it, it's because of people like Kathy, who are, who because of her project, we're, we're now starting to see a lot of people who they're just not getting their, 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 their just dues. And, and, um, it's really amazing because of the advent of the internet and the social media, the, the cat is literally out of the bag. Everything is coming to light. Don't you learn something new every day and you say to yourself, wow, black people no. did that. I do have these moments and I'm thinking, oh. No, and the, the yeah. truth is being exposed and you, you, you can't hide from it anymore. And, and I, I love hearing um, more and more about what people before me have done. And, and these are people who, who, whose names have never been brought to, brought to light. And, exactly. and I love hearing about that. Tell me about your community outreach. I, I, I have read that you are involved in community outreach. Well, well yeah, well, just um, we've always liked the idea of combining, finding a way to not just combine creativity, but graphic design within, with, with community outreach. So, you know, we, we've been really, we've had the pleasure of, of conducting logo exercises Ooh. With, uh, with youth organizations. We, we found a parallel between uh, logo and branding and how you and that and how you um, view yourself as a person and dealing with youth that are at impressionable ages and at an age where they need to seriously start considering how they present themselves to the world you know tying that to a logo design was kind of our, our way of kind of introducing them to something that is part of graphic design but applying that to uh, who they are as a, as a person and how important it, right. it is to how you present yourself to the world. Yeah, yeah but that, 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 these opportunities were actually presented to us, or we actually we were, we were approached with these opportunities through, through, through various 
um, leaders in in the education in the in in in, in the educational field. There is a gentleman by the name of Kirk Moss. Remember, he was the leader of of, of a the Boys and Men chapter of um I think it was Western Collegiate. And for just by a chance meeting, um, he had approached. We we had talked about conducting uh, it was it was a session for 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 the boys. And then we and he approaches with he approached with the idea of uh, maybe creating an opportunity for them to create a logo for their organization. So my role was just to come in and teach them the basics of logo creation. And, and through that, uh, I worked with the boys and, and created a, a logo for, for their organization. And then and then there was an, another opportunity uh, with, where we worked uh, with, with um, an organization called LEAD. I, th I so, think that the full, it's a, it's a full, the long name is very, is it's the Canadian Multicultural LEAD, lead Organization. Well, LEAD Organization is headed by Wendy Beckel and and a and a team of very committed, obviously, yeah, uh, um, committed leaders and members of the community. But they they really worked with the kids between the realm and more high school age children. Okay. And then uh, with with and for them we conducted the same kind of similar logo design exercise yeah. that I early explained and what Lisa had to talk yeah. about with the with the boys from boys to men, and of course we had talked about our our involvement with the. OCAD U Black Youth Design Initiative, which of course is the whole introduce young kids to the design disciplines within our community, Ontario's black community, and also tying that in with decolonization and fighting anti-black racism. So, so, so we're very proud of 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 all the opportunities that we've yeah. had. But though those obviously we can't name all of them, but those no, are but that, that some, come to mind. Right, I, I would think you know, as a little black girl, if you came into my school. Right. And I saw the two of you. I think you would change the way I would see myself mm. and my future. Because we don't realize the impact of seeing people that look like us mm. Mm -hmm. in yeah. these roles. And I talk about my Jamaican math teacher uh, in grade 12, Mrs. Hart. Mm. And I remember uh, when I came to Canada in 1973, I was the only black girl in my class for many, many, many years. Me yeah. and another, I want to call out their names, lovely family. I won't call out their names because, you know. And um, I remember getting to high school and there was Mrs. Hart. And she was hardcore Jamaican, though. She oh, wasn't yeah. playing those. No, no. She, she, that, that Jamaican community, yeah. that West Indian, old school Caribbean community, yeah. you know, your neighbor. Right. Yeah, to, yeah. To raise the child up and raising children as a community. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She had us on lock. And um, another woman, she was from Bermuda, and I'm so sorry her name eludes me, but she was the most beautiful black woman I had ever seen. And she worked in the administrative office of my high school. Mm -hmm. And she was so beautiful. I just remember how nice she always looked when I had to go to the office. And interestingly enough, a few years ago, um, I used to work with the judiciary. And uh, there was an appointment of some judges. And one of them was a woman judge. Okay. And she shared the same last name as this woman who worked right. at my high school in the office. And I just happened to, it was all happenstance. I wasn't invited, but I ended up there anyway to the swearing-in ceremony. And I saw the woman and I said, is your mom so-and-so? 
And she said, yes, yeah, she's oh, over wow. there. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, then, okay. Isn't that mad? Yeah, yeah. And I went over to her and I was like, do you remember me? <laughs> and I was just, I remembered her, like she made an indelible mm -hmm. impression on, on me as a young black woman, uh, high school student, and seeing yeah, women like that in those roles, right? Yeah, no, so I would think that you're doing that when you go into these schools. And I, I mean, well, that, well, I, I, well, <laughs> that, that there, there is always the opportunity of that, but I, I, would, I would tell any child of any, of any uh, um, well, well, specifically to, to the black youth, don't wait for someone of another, of someone of your race to make it okay to do something. True. I, I, I can honestly say I've never let... Um, anyone influence my decisions on, on, on what I want to pursue in life and my goals. I've never waited for a black person to, to, to let me know that it's, that it's okay, okay to be a graphic to designer. Because that, 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 would, that would have never been something that was drawing me towards the, the field of graphic design. So I would say if, if you want to do something, just go ahead and do it. Don't wait for someone else to give you permission to think of right. something or do something. Right, be that pioneer, yeah. Yeah, be exactly, that yeah. trailblazer. Yeah. But I think also it's really nice to see, though. No, of course it is. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it, 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 it's, it's both in yeah. tandem, right? Go yeah. ahead, pursue your dreams. But also the influence of seeing twins, uh, successful yeah, graphic you, designers. Thank in that space and place and a black child whether it's a boy or mm -hmm. a girl seeing you and thinking hmm i can do this too right i'm gonna ask you words of encouragement so you have an idea and you want to go into business and you're not sure but you, you feel it, you, you, you know, something inside right. of you, your spirit's talking to you that this is a good thing. Words of encouragement following your dream, your vision, your passion, words of encouragement. Well, first thing I would tell somebody is having an idea is one thing, but you need the willpower to back that idea up. Everyone, everyone wants to, this is what I'm seeing on, on social media. Everyone, everybody wants to be rich. Everyone wants to travel the world. Everybody has these goals to be, to, to, to be the biggest that they can be. But the problem is, is that if you do not have the drive or the motivation, you're not going anywhere. So if you have an idea, stick with it and believe in that idea, but understand that you have to, you have to propel that idea with motivation. So you have to do the work. Power. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's more than just about work, but you have to be self-motivated, but just, just believe in your idea. Don't worry about what naysayers are saying about your idea like we, we, we we've had I we've spoken to, to some people about our ideas and we've got negative feedback about it and it's not the most popular idea out there it's not something that's shared with the masses we don't let that bother us we, right. we're not worried about whether or not everybody else is jumping on this banner or, or jumping on the trend if this is what you want to do if, if, if you believe in your idea just go full force ahead with it and just keep yourself self-motivated and, and, and keep your eye on the prize because that, that, that that's what that's what you want to achieve in, 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 in the end, is you want to see your idea um, come to fruition. So um, to yeah, I think, I think to add to, to Lisa's, uh, just to keep it brief, I would say that whatever challenges that you're going through, they, they are, they're normal and they're expected and they're required for you to succeed. You should not ever think that a hard point that you've reached in your 
career or, or your or your idea for entrepreneurship or just wanting to take the leap into entrepreneurship. You shouldn't think look at that as a reason not to. You should more be a reason to continue because it, that that should all be part of any normal process of succeeding, but particularly in, in the realm of entrepreneurship. And um, in terms of if anybody who has a good idea, um, believe in it and keep it to yourself. Yeah, dude, well, I, I would never. I I mean, I, I know it's aside from being a, a words of encouragement, it's more about advice. If you have an excellent idea for your business, um, you know, keep it to yourself and don't launch it. Don't talk about it unless you have launched it. I think it's always important to know that there are always people who are good and bad out there who can you know want to take your ideas and, and ideas yeah. are are time and money. So and you need to be strategic sure that, yes, as yeah, well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're ideas are time and money, and you want to make sure that you're the one that, that profits off of your, the hard work that you put into your ideas. So, you know, believe in your ideas. Um, don't deviate from achieving your idea, and don't tell people about your idea, is what I would say. So on the way here, I was driving, and I was thinking about this question popped into mm -hmm. my head. So I was thinking about, with the way how technology has influenced and shaped the way that we work and changed the way that we work, how does that impact on graphic design? Well, well that, that's actually an, an excellent question. I mean, graphic design is dependent upon being aware of what trends are next. And, and in technology, it's, it's dependent on technology. I mean, any graphic designer... Uh, who's who's producing work at a particular level? They're using, for example, the Adobe Creative Suite, that which is technology. You can't do this business without a computer, without the internet, without industry-centered software. So, the technology and being being up on your technology is run, is in tandem with being a graphic designer. I think. Sorry, the the, the question that you asked was. I I, I just want to jump in on what Leslie's saying and say that. For the most part, technology equals computers, laptops, phones. So that means that graph graphics that we're producing uh, in our industry, they have to be produced for right. those mediums. You, you, you hear that the comments saying that print is dead, print is, print is going out of style. Sometimes you hear that people are not reading yeah. magazines and not reading books anymore. I don't necessarily believe that because I believe that we're eventually going to Return Turn to, to that to, to, to mm -hmm. the dependency of, of, of uh, or, or the desire to want to flip, to, to want to read a book. But the the fact that we're so reliant on phones and computers and laptops you can't you can't ignore the fact that graphics had to be produced for In those mediums so that 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 is another way of how technology has impacted our our industry um i think technology also has it kind of figures strangely into our industry in in terms of how lisa and i are because I, I don't know if anti-technology is, is, a, is a word to use, but we are, we, we're in a strange world where we have to use technology and we're dependent on it, but we're kind of cognizant of, of the downfalls of being so dependent on technology that you're, um, that, you know, we're, we're in a world right now that we are, we're so dependent upon it that we're using, we're losing the ability to, to, to perform like basic human functions, like, you know, just speaking to people and interacting and mm -hmm. and 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 um, you know, just thinking for ourselves and, and that and, text message yeah. lingo, that L O L <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I C Y. 
listen, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm constantly... One of my colleagues sent me this message and I had to ask her. I sent back and said, what does this mean? I don't, I don't know what yeah, all of this short form is new language text messaging language yeah. i'm 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 learning you know because i'm old school i use full sentences right, and right. full words <laughs> and, yes. and, and, yes. and and i'm and i and it, it, it's a continuous learning for me mm-hmm. uh to understand this um another thing in, in point in case I like books. Oh yeah. I like here. this. I like the sound of oh, this. Of a turning yeah. page. Right. <laughs> I love yeah, the, it. Feeling a book in, in your hands. The the print yeah. on the yeah. paper, the whole psychology of picking up the book, opening the print mm. of the all of it. So right. I have Kindle on my phone, but if you come to my house, exactly books, books. I say, oh, you should get rid of them. Are you mad? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you. How sacrilegious! Yes, yes. <laughs> and magazines, though. I'm better with the magazines now. Though I had to okay. rein that in. But it, it, it uh, living in this dichotomy, I feel of the the the, the two worlds, yeah. being born in the 1960s and. Now also knowing, having to keep up with the new yeah, technology yeah. so that I don't become obsolete. Yeah, it's a strange yeah. space and place at times. Yeah, I think, right. I think it's just it's, it's a lot about I guess creating a, a balance. I mean, as mm-hmm. as graphic designers who have this attitude about technology, but but you're still in a world where you need it. I think we we've kind of been able to the balance that we create is how we really how we work with our clients. Um, right. Everything does not have to be done over the phone i think we connect with our clients better when it's just not about emails and and i prefer not to text but um you know just having a conversation with our clients and even meeting face to face is has been always been more uh, beneficial for us in terms of how we connect with them and how we read our clients and therefore how we um, create work for them that's what i said to somebody see there's an energy and a yes. vibe yes. when you are face to face with people. Right. And sometimes it's not even what's being said. It's the it, nonverbal it, it, yeah. exactly. communication yes. language. and yeah. the body yeah. language and oh, the yeah. cues yeah. that makes whatever's coming out of your mouth, that's one thing. But there's all this other part of the communication that's going on and you know, somebody says, "Oh, would, do you want? Would you do your podcast via the phone?" I could, but mm-hmm. I like this so much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I find a face to face. You get more of a gateway into a person's personality, whereas you're just when you're reading when you're reading over an email or a phone, you you can read the the LOLs and the ONGs, but it it just does not do enough to the kind of highlight what a person's personality is. The face to face is much better, and there's no nuance, right? right? It's yeah. words on a page. Yeah. So I will continue trying to meet people face to face because I think it's so much yeah. better. Goodness gracious, I I think um, I'm I'm gonna um I've asked all of my questions. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and thank same you. Year, no, same, same year. year. I, I I always love talking about my work and I always love talking about what I do. But it's better when the person talking to me has a has a good personality personality and is able to bring that 
bring that energy out of me. So I, I have to say I enjoy this interview. You guys yeah. are a delight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You are a delight. And Lisa and Leslie Jones... Thank you so much for being a part of my legacy project. Yeah, th th thank you for thank having you. us. You are exemplary of what blacknificence oh, and black you. excellence thank you. Thank you. is. Thank you. Your details. How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, ooh, so this is, you that's that. critical. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Well, uh, our, you can reach us directly, 416-668-4199. And our, our website is www.thearea.x.com that's t h e a r e a x.com and that will point you to the different parts of our business the graphic design part of our business our greeting card line value of the kings or our decor pieces dna and if you want to shoot us off an email it's xhm that's xavier harry mark Ooh. at thearea.x.com. I will definitely include all of those details when I upload the episode to the social media platforms. I'm your host, Carolyn Morris-Walker. I'm looking forward to sharing the next episode with you with more Blacknificence and more Black excellence. And you have no idea how cute they are. I'm so, I'm, oh, it, it, this, this is wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you thank so you much. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Pleasure.